It's your boy Stacy Spirit. Now we cooking with mango, mango grease. grease. Another podcast. Yeah. We're on to the another episode. The another series. Man, love your wives, man. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. If you got your mate, love your wives. You know, the epitome of, of, of relationships to me that I've seen thus far, and I can't say I don't know what's going to happen in the future. Nah. This motherfucker can fuck up. Any of us are vulnerable to do some crazy shit, and we just fuck up our reputation. We build it up over the years, hard work, labor, practice, sacrifice, kick ass, and everything else in between. But that woman behind the scenes that I appreciate is my man Denzel Washington. Come on. I know we always talk about that, but that nigga ain't never been in no trouble, controversy that I don't really know about. You know what I'm saying? And it was all about that woman, you know what I'm saying? Behind the scene that sacrificed herself. You know what I'm saying? So for every woman out there that's that's the backbone of the operation, and you know you the backbone of the operation, I want to just give you a hoo-hoo, yeah! Come on, y'all. Give yourself a clap right now, ladies. Come on. You know you to stand up. You'll swallow a dick and then go out there the next morning and goddamn it and have his back sticking up to the grocery store. That's what I'm talking about, bitch. I will. Bad Mamma Jamma. Better than Foxy Brown and Cleopatra. And guys, we got to appreciate that, man. You know what I'm saying? We got to appreciate the women in our lives that are behind the scenes. They don't ask no questions. You staying out there at night. You getting the wrong. You doing all this other stuff. But they dead behind you thinking thin. And they raising your children. Come on. They raising your your seed. So I just want to give some love to the ladies out there. I just want to let you know you are appreciated. appreciated. Tupac Shakur, rest in peace. I'm out. What up, what up, what up, man? Oh, man, I'm back, man. You know I am, and I'm live, and I'm ready, because I'm all about that money, baby. Nah, that's that mic. Nah, I ain't doing that. I love that nigga. I never met that nigga before, but I think that nigga is very talented. Day, day, whatever. Give it up for my nigga, my gap. I love you, my nigga. That nigga straight up. But hey, man, I just want to say this shit here, man, about being with a woman and having the real woman. Being with a woman and having the real woman. Now, some of y'all don't know which one y'all is, Okay. I'm going to tell you how it really is. It being with that woman, see, and being with the real woman. Okay, being with that woman could be any woman. That could be any random type of female that's out there you meet. Maybe you're out Starbucks and you're just going to have a conversation with this nice lady because she just want to hear about your proposal. And that's how you know... You're getting numbers and all kinds of things. And then you're dating the next three months. You're dating the next day. She's pregnant. 
and she thinks she's the real woman. But reality, she really isn't. But in her mind, she thinks she's the real woman because she met you at Starbucks. Starbucks is a great establishment. Really nice people really go to Starbucks and eat all kind of nice food and beverages there, right? Those are the obscene class type of people. These people with morals, right? I know I don't do Starbucks like that. I'm lying. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I do. I do. But that's that's besides the point. That's besides the point. We're talking about this female that has met this guy at Starbucks, a nice place, and they hit it off having a little, you know, little food and beverages, and they start talking, and she sees she's the the, the, the woman, right? She's that girl, but she's not the girl. So we got to know what is that girl and what is the girl. So, you know, time goes by. And she thinks she's that girl. And she comes up pregnant. He knocked her up. Yes. He dropped the seed like Johnny Appleseed. Boom. He did that. She's pregnant. She's happy. He's really on the other side confused. He doesn't know what the hell he's finna do now. Because she's really not the main situation. I told you that in the beginning. That's the girl, and that's the real girl. That's the girl, but that's the real girl. And see, you see it all the time on Cheetahs. All the time. That's the girl, but that's the real girl. That's the girl because he really likes his female because obviously Starbucks has lead to a pregnancy, and she's pregnant now. But she is that girl. He, she is that girl to him. But she's not the real girl. So let me tell you and break it down for all you females out there that want to know what's that's the girl or the real girl. The real. The real I got to clear my throat. <laughs> A little dust mic in my throat, I might say. Um, the real girl. You share a mortgage with mm, the real girl knows your social security number. Am I in the bell with some of you real chicks out there? The real girl knows your mama mm, and your brother and your grandma and everybody else and your auntie. And she knows your great grandpa that was on selling moonshine. Mm, she know all the stories. She know everything about you. She knows the bank accounts and she knows when you get paid. That's the real ladies. Come on, where the real ones at? You checking on that, you know what's up, but that's the girl. That's the girl. And so, what happens in this situation? The guy is in the middle of all of this confusion because. He knows this woman here knows everything about him that can literally destroy him and blow him up like World War IV. <laughs> My God, she can blow his ass up. You know it's the truth. You ladies know y'all got all the ammunition, especially when you didn't get that good, good, good up. And, that, and especially you ladies that got that vicious head. My God, he going to heaven, plateau, and got them morals. Y'all girls know what y'all doing with that. But hey, Who's the real girl and who's that girl? That's what y'all wanted to know tonight, right? Well, the situation is simple. 
It's whoever paying the bills. If he taking care of your bills and he taking care of bills and y'all all good and y'all can get along together, then maybe that might be what y'all need to do. That's what they do in uh, Africa. But hey, I ain't going to tell you what to do. That's your business. My time is out. I'm good. Make your own decision. Man, things are changing, man. And I just wonder about the new generation. My heart goes out to them. You know, millennials and just everything that's going on right now is a new situation for us. Who are we going to elect for the president? of the United States, of the free world, and they're all scary. Every last one of them. From Sleepy Joe to Nikki Haley. Oh, my God. Please. I don't even know. And is Bernie even in the equation? And Donald Trump. We haven't forgotten. But millennials, I think they really are having help. I'm just saying, why... Are millennials so not opted to speak and talk? Have you noticed that? I've noticed that at an alarming rate, and I, 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 I've really done my research on it. I really, I've gone to different places that you know are supposed to have good customer service and things of that nature, and people are having to speak for us helping you, right? They have to speak. That's part of the job, right? They have to speak and have communication skills, social skills, to be able to understand you and you convey what you're trying to say to them, right? But and. It doesn't seem to work that way. I convey my thoughts very clearly so that you can understand exactly what I'm saying. Now, if I'm speaking a a different language, then maybe you may not understand what I'm saying. But if I'm speaking an English language that you know your ass should be able to understand, you should be able to verbally communicate with me back like that. Now, see, I did that with some emphasis, but you still should be able to give me that type of communication back, right? So, example, I go to McDonald's. I'm no no kidding. No kidding. I went to McDonald's, and uh, I wanted to order some food, right? And I know they have the number ones and threes, that's in it, but I'm a kind of finicky eater, and I wanted to order this and that and that. I didn't want the number three. I didn't want the number four. So you're saying I'm complicated? No, I'm not complicated. I just know what I want, and I know what's good for me, right? So, hey, I ordered the fish filet, right? And that's what I wanted. And I wanted a water. That's all I wanted because the rest of that shit, I really don't know on that menu really is good. They took away the salads. I don't even think they even order half salads anymore. But anyway, so I just got the fish filet. He said, and the guy calls back and he says, um, number three, number three. I said, what? You want a number three? I said, no, I don't want a number three. I want a fish filet and, and a water. You want water number three? Number three. I said, I don't want a number three. That comes French fries and a soda. I don't. We don't. And he says, and he tells me, he says, we're out of French fries. French fries. I said, I said, I said. What up? What up? It's your boy Stacy Spirit. Now we cooking with mango grease. Another episode. Another show. Yes, we on fire. You already know that. I know you digging the shovel. I know you like that shit. Yes. Just subscribe, follow, and share. That's all I ask you to do. You know what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, he says that really loud. Like, 
I really supposed to know that? I'm looking over in the back. I've seen this penny fruit fry, but he says we're out of fruit fries. I can't believe it. that's your number one seller at McDonald's, but you're saying you're out of fruit fries. So I'm like, is this guy okay? Or is he, he all right? I'm like, mm. I said, you know, I think I'm going to pass on everything because when I went in the bathroom, it was a horrible mess. That's why I really don't eat at fast food restaurants. Man, that's my time. My name is Stacey Spirit. I'm out. What up, what up? It's your boy Stacey Spirit. Now we cooking with mango grease. Another episode with another show. Yes, I am the man. Man, I am, yeah. But yo, but yo, man, I've been watching movies a little bit, and some of my actors, I hate to say it, they're falling off. Yes, they are. Their screen presence and their dialogue is just a little bit too much, not enough action. So I'm saying this shit to let some of you motherfuckers know. On the point, not what movies to check out. I'm your nigga, I'm gonna tell you. Denzel Washington, the equalizer. That shit wasn't no equalizing. That shit was making me like a tranquilizer. I was going to sleep in that motherfucker. I was sleeping while I was watching that shit. Man, I've been, been saying, wake up, wake up. I'm like, what the fuck on that nigga? This is what he's saying to goddamn boy. They're good people. I'm here. You need to leave them alone. Just do that for me, okay? I don't want any trouble. We don't need any trouble. Just leave. That's best for you. What the fuck is that about? Did that nigga talk about some other shit? Twilight Zone. More dialogue after dialogue. He don't hurt nobody until the end of the goddamn movie. I do some shit and he sneak up on them and then do some little moving shit that they didn't train them. Do not look at that shit. This is you falling out. I give you a goddamn it D minus. But you Denzel, because you did training days. I give it, but it shit was a D minus. Man, I'm telling you, then there's some other movies that you see on Tubo. Some of these black goddammit movies, man, you niggas need to do a little bit more training with your acting. I'm just saying. Now, I like Big Boy. You know who I'm talking about. Our all ghetto favorite superstar. You know the nigga that played Biggie. That nigga does a good job. That nigga does a really good job. And there's a couple of more too that I can name, but I'm just talking about them. He does it. He studies his goddamn crowd and he's making that money. Shouts out to your boy. I appreciate that shit. But with these other movies that are coming out, you gotta be suspect. Do not download the motherfuckers like a Denzel Washington. What the equalizer? That shit was a tranquilizer. I went to sleep. That's my take on movies today. My name is Stacy Spirit. Now we cooking with mango grease. Bitch, I'm out. Yo, yo, they said Michael Jackson wasn't smart, man. I think Michael Jackson was really smart, man. He was a genius for his music, for his, you know, things that he did, man, gave the money away. He gave a lot of money away. Give it up to Mike. Mike did, and rest in peace, Mike. But they said Mike was wacko. Mike didn't know what the fuck he was doing. I think Mike really thought that shit all the way through as an artist and about keeping the coin at the end of the day. I want y'all to just hear this shit out. Now, Mike, think about this shit. You got all these other artists 
brothers out here that are making money and selling records, right? And they are really not getting the money that they're entitled to for their royalties. Mike was smart. Mike knew that publishing was the key to the white man's game of longevity and keeping money. He figured that shit out when he was, goddammit, with the Jackson 5, right? They say he, his royalty checks were like 200 some thousand dollars. That's what they say his, his royalty check was when he was a Michael Jackson as a kid, five years old. He said he would deposit the money in the account and he would just take a couple of, you know, dollars out to get him some candy because he was just a kid. But he was making 200 some thousand dollars royalty checks as a kid. As a kid. Now, mind you, moving to head adulthood. Mike figured out the game. Skin started acting fucked up and he was seeing how white artists were goddamn actually capitalizing on the money that they were getting on their publishing. So he started learning the game, understanding the game of the business. And how many of you are understanding the game of what the fuck you are doing right now? You got a, a job or whatever your profession is. Do you really know your profession? Do you know the game? Are you a master of the game that you're playing or are you just playing tricks? But Mike was serious about this. So they said Mike wasn't smart. So Mike knew that he was going through all this shit for his skin and shit like that. He said, God damn, but these white people and these other artists like Elvis Presley, the Beatles and shit like that, they're publishing. It's a lot of money. That's where the money is. The bag. The bag where the money at. So we always got to be thinking. So Mike said, um, right, but I'm not, you know, getting the notoriety of where I really need to be, and I got the skin shit going on, I'm finna work the game. Mike got his skin all white shit like Elvis Presley, like the Beatles, Paul McCartney, and some of these other motherfuckers. He said, the money is in the whiteness. I can appeal to the masses. And he was moonwalking his ass all around the goddamn planet. Moonwalking his white ass, black ass, whatever kind of ass. Moonwalking all over the goddamn planet. Moonwalking. Sam Bowling, Cooning, whatever you want to call Mike. Mike was smart to the game. And Mike realized the publishing is in the money. And so he bought all the catalogs and shit. He knew that this shit wasn't going to last forever. All this shit that I was telling you about living forever. Mike had a game for, you know, how to do the game. So Mike did this. Mike knew at the ending of his death, because we all going to hear him, right? That the catalog would be worth more if I was white. White, yes. His catalog is worth more. And you know what? He got the people confused. They don't know if he's black or if he's white or whatever. Mike said, it don't matter if you black or white. And you know that goddamn catalog is the most selling goddamn catalog. And his estate is making more money than he ever made when he was alive. And that is the truth. And Mike knew that. And you know what? What do you know about this? What do you know about this? I know this, that you got to have a strategy and you got to have perseverance and you can never give up. Hey, my name is Stacy Spirit. Now we cooking with mango grease. And as I always say, thank you, bitches. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. I got something to say that I hope is not true. Now, these are all alleged. Alleged. Like P. Diddy. 
It's alleged that he raped a lot of people and did this shit and probably had Tupac killed. It's alleged that he's been raping people and doing shit. It's all alleged. It's all alleged until he goes to court, right? These are, and yes, he's paid some people off and he's settled. I think it's some more lawsuits coming his goddamn way. I'm just saying it doesn't look good for Diddy. Or whatever he calls himself, love now. But I want to talk about my governor here. In the state of Alabama. Oh, yes, it's getting tricky in Alabama. Yes, it is. My favorite governor. Yes, Miss Kate Ivey. I love her. I love this white lady. I just love her. She's just so sweet. The way she talks, I just love the way she handles her business. She say, I, I try to imitate her sometimes. I do. I try to, my friends say, go and do Governor Ivy, man. Do Governor Ivy. Do that white lady. Do Governor Ivy. I, I, I say, man, I don't want to do that shit, man. I really want to do it. But she's a sweet old lady, man. I, I, she, I have never met her. In my life, never have met her before. But I just love the way she talks and the way she carries herself. Like she said, ain't too much. For a high step, which you remember, you remember when she won, when she won. We didn't even know who that other candidate was. But Governor Ivy was just cool as a cucumber. She said, and I love the way she said that shit. She said, ain't too much for a high step. Oh, <laughs> ain't nothing for Alabama. Oh, we gonna keep on rolling tight and we gonna do. But you know what? Governor Ivy, she said some other shit too that makes me laugh too. Especially when we had COVID. You know when COVID hit shit in Alabama? Motherfuckers didn't want to take that goddamn shot. They didn't know shit what was in that shit. I didn't know what was in that shit. Nobody knew what goddamn COVID was. All we know that people were goddamn dying like flies. And the government said, take this goddamn shot so your ass won't die like flies. And goddamn it, Governor Harvey. Try to handle her business. I told you I like that white lady. I told you I like her. She said, she what the hell you want me to do? What the hell you want me to do? I I can't make him take the shots. That's what she said. She said that shit. She said, she said, what the hell you want me to do? I can't make him take the shots. You need to get the ones that are not taking their shots and stop blaming the folks that are taking that shot. What the hell you want me to do? What the hell you want me to do? I said, God, I love Governor Ivy. I do, I do. But hey, I hope Governor Ivy right now is not in any trouble. I really don't. I hope that she's not in in trouble because I was just reading this article and it says something about this. It said fast food chains use Alabama prison inmates as slave labor and lawsuit allegations. Let me say that shit again. Fast food chains use Alabama prison inmates as slave labor lawsuit alleges. This is what it said. It says the federal lawsuit filed on Tuesday said prisoners in Alabama have been denied parole and forced to work jobs at fast food restaurants as a part of the labor trafficking scheme that generates $450 million a year for the state, according to this press release. Now, 10 former Kermit prisoners and labor unions that represents the service workers filed a lawsuit Tuesday against Alabama Governor Kay Ivey. Okay, is this true? Is this true? I love you. Is it true? And Attorney General Steve Marshall and beer distributor and several fast foods companies. The lawsuit alleges that prisoners 
What system made money by the the what? By what? What did they do? They say they deduct the fees from the wages of the prisoners. Private companies such as KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken, Wendy's, Burger King, McDonald's get a steady supply of workers from the prison system. They say. Now, this is modern day Jim Crow. Jim Crow. Now, I hope Governor Abbott, you're not doing any of these things that they said you are alleged of doing. Because if you is, Abby, your hand is in the cooking jacket. And somebody's going to do something about that. I know that. That's not good. It's not right. But you know what? It's a lot of 3 v right out here. All I ask that you do is do the best that you can. Do not do the bullshit and keep your hand out the cookie jar when your hand is not supposed to be in there. What up, what up? It's your boy, Stacey Spirit. Now we cooking with Mango Grease. Another episode, another show. Yes, we on fire. You already know that. I know you digging the show. I know you like that shit. Yes! Just subscribe, follow, and share. That's all I ask you to do. You know what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.